Hey, everybody out there. Welcome back to the Dr. Greg Jones Optimization Academy, where I get to interview some of my favorite doctors and practitioners and experts in the field of longevity and anti-aging and just feeling damn good. And today I have a very, very special guest. It is Lexi Yu. Insert applause. Y'all should be standing up clapping in your seats or driving your car. Don't swerve in the traffic when you hear this because we're super excited. Um, before I read Lexi's bio, so it's funny how I met, sort of met Lexi is way, way back in the day, back in 2020, before things got crazy. Um, one of our favorite pharmacists, she was like, and I was like, I need a website. I'm going out on my own. And she's like, hey, I got this web developer. She's great. And she uh, did a website for this nurse practitioner out here in Indiana. And you should check out the website. So I go to the website. I'm like, man, it's a cool website. They got all this cool stuff. And it was you direct help. And I'm like, ah, that's really awesome. Now, at the time, I don't really think uh, Lexi was doing a lot of some of the stuff you're doing now. And it was a lot of aesthetic stuff. And I was like, oh, this is great. But my practice is so different. And ever since then, we kind of been just kind of in the orbit. And here we are. And I'm so excited. But before I turn over the mic, let me tell you about Lexi Yu. Lexi is the founder and owner of U Direct Health a leading healthcare practice that focuses on inter integrative medicine, anti-aging treatments, and bioidentical hormone replacement therapy. She is double board certified as a nurse practitioner in the areas of family and pediatric medicine with a passion for providing comprehensive and personalized care to her patients. As a dedicated healthcare professional, Lexi strives to make a positive impact on her patients' lives, delivering personalized care that addresses their unique needs and concerns. Through UDirect Health and the YDH Training Academy, she continues to push the boundaries of healthcare innovation, empowering others in the field to achieve excellence in patient care and well-being. And without further ado, welcome to the show, Lexi. Thank you, Greg. Thank you. It's it's awesome. It's awesome watching you also grow in your business and your practice and just kind of reconnecting every time we see each other at a conference. Like, hey, what you doing now? Oh, look at this cool thing I found. Oh, you're doing that? Yeah, let me go ahead and try that. How's that protocol again? Mm -hmm. So it's awesome. That's what I love about doing this and going to conferences. And as you know, also a, pe a peptide provider, integrative medicine provider, that's how we grow. That's how we learn. And that's how we evolve. This community is by collaborating with each other, whether you're a, a PharmD, a national naturopathic doctor, a nurse practitioner, a physician, all of us, we got to stick together to make this thing go. And I love it. I absolutely love everything about it. That's so awesome. So awesome. Yeah, I definitely have learned and met so many people in this journey. Uh, learned so much and met so many really cool people, including yourself. Now, here's my question. So looking at your bio, you started off in pediatrics and family practice, and now you're doing all this really cool longevity, anti-aging, peptide stuff. How did that happen? Because those are two really different worlds. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny is uh, sometimes when I'm doing like erectile treatments, I'm like, I started out taking care of babies. Like, how did I turn here? Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, so I've been a nurse practitioner for 12 years. I started out in pediatrics, became a pediatric nurse practitioner, worked for pediatric general surgery and trauma. So very much into procedural, you know, loved, loved doing lines and chest tubes and all those things. Well, as I myself had children, it got hard to take care of kids because it's like you kind of, you know, you have an emotional tie to them because now I'm a mom. So there was an opportunity to go work um, in an urgent care system locally in our community. And they really wanted to bring in pediatrics 
also being bilingual in Spanish, it was a great opportunity for me to to kind of better serve another type of population. Um, it was great. Worked there for about a year and they approached me and they're like, hey, we love you. We want you to stay, but we need you to be start seeing adults. And I'm like, oh, and so they made it incredibly easy for me to do that. They sent me back to school, set up all my things. And so I became a, a family nurse practitioner in urgent care along that road, got into CrossFit. So I drank the CrossFit Kool-Aid. There comes the zone diet, the paleo diet, the weightlifting, all the things, you know that. And uh, there was an opportunity to go work with a bariatric surgeon. And so I thought that would be something cool. I was super into weight loss, super into fitness and just, I, I wanted to focus more on the, on the healthy part of, of, you know, I was done with sick care. And so um, I took a left turn, went, worked in bariatrics for a little while, loved it. And I realized quickly that I could help patients without surgery, right? And I ran his medical weight loss program for a little while. And uh, then there was an opportunity to go work with an inter a DO who was an internal medicine doctor who was a cash pay only practice. And that was really kind of my step into like, huh, that's a different way to do it. I can go, go try that. And, and I was a I was a nurse practitioner and he wanted to bring in a female provider. So I started getting into that and I just started taking classes, started my IFM, my Institute for Functional Medicine. My first, my first integrative test I ever learned was the Boston Heart Test, right? So I learned about LP, little a and APOB and all these other things. And then um, started the IFM program. Then I met uh, one of our favorite pharmacists, Linda Hayes at Pure Pharmacy. And I feel like for that point was my life was changed forever. So she met me and told me these, told me about these things in 2018 called peptides. And I was like, what the hell is that? Right. And so, you know, the first time you hear about peptides, you're like, that's crazy. So I started taking classes and, um, you know, I, I got certified in pellets through BioT. And so I've been very fortunate and I, I, I trained for BioT. And uh, then I started seeing a lot of women and I started helping them lose weight and feel good and doing all these things. And then what happened is, you know, women are like, I feel great. And I, I, I like my husband again, and I'm not cranking, I'm losing weight, but what am I gonna do with my face? So then I took another right turn and then went into aesthetics. This was about five years ago. And I did an, a fellowship through the Academy of Anti-Aging in Aesthetics. And now I am a trainer for Galderma, who are the makers of one of the best biostimulators on the market called Sculptra or PLLA. Um, so yeah, I train, I teach, I lecture, I see patients. I love it. It's great. That's how I got here. That's awesome. For those of you listening, if you want my translation, this is a boss lady. <laughs> that's your that's the translation if you want to break that all down. So I'm really glad you kind of uh, you gave me a great segue into the aesthetics, right into the skin. And so what we really want to dive in today, we got this is a two part um, podcast here. But the first part you guys are going to love because we want to get all about skin and hair, right? Because mm -hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, I remember I was at a lecture. Um, pre-COVID, and I can't remember the, the guy speaking, but he was like, hey, no matter what's going on going on in the world, people are going to take care of their skin and their hair, mm -hmm. no matter what, right? So as long as you can provide some options to help people with that, your practice will stay alive and that mm -hmm. it has, right? So let's get into skin because again, you know, when people think about anti-aging, and I hear it all the time, when you say anti-aging, the first thing people think is Botox, right? Mm -hmm. They think fillers, right? So it's more of an external thing, but we both know that there's an internal component that to that as well, an internal component to that, right? So I think before you can, my thought process, medicine, no matter what, is before you start treating something, I need to know why, right? Mm -hmm. What's going on, what's causing it. So from your experience and uh, your uh, expertise, what would you say are the main root causes of skin aging? 
Yeah, absolutely. I think when I look at it or when I'm teaching or doing a consult about aesthetics and skin aging, um, you know, automatically you're right. People think about injectables and it's like, mm -hmm. no, this, your skin is the biggest organ in your body and you have to protect that. So, you know, tox and fillers and sculpture, that's like putting the icing on the cake, but you got to put the basics in there, like, you know, the other ingredients. And so I started thinking about like your intrinsic factors. And so those are things like your genetics, right? Thinking about their metabolism, thinking about their sun exposure, those, those kinds of things. And then you think about the extrinsic factors. So that would be like the toxins in the environment, the light exposure, radiation, do they wear SPF? So when you think about, you know, what's happening genetically, and then what's happening externally, those two things is what kind of compromises or factors that influence the skin, right? So mm -hmm. when I'm trying to help someone, I, I start to look at, you know, I look at it very holistically because that's the way that I am trained. So I talk about, you know, their hormones, you know, where are they at? If they're, if they're postmenopausal, they're going to be losing estrogen. When they lose estrogen, they're going to be losing one of the most important things that holds skin tightness and plumpness together. And that's collagen, 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 collagen. That is one of the most important things that we can do to help support our skin is supporting our collagen. And there's so many different ways that we can do that, whether it is collagen induction therapy, like microneedling, whether it is taking nutraceuticals like collagen, whether it is laser therapy, peels, skincare. I mean, there's so many different things that you can do for it. And really peptides is just another way that we can really optimize the cell signaling when it comes to um, collagen production. And not only that, like reducing the SNAP8, which blocks acetylcholine, which we all know what that does, right? That's, that's how tox works, right? It's how Botox and Dysport works, but peptides also do that. So it's super cool. And so I would say that Intrinsic and extrinsic factors are the biggest things that affect skin aging is genetically where you're at. And then what are the environmental lifestyle, nutrition, um, mm -hmm. your driving side, if you're in the car all the time, your left side is typically going to be a little bit more wrinkly than your right, because that's where the sun exposure hits. Um, are you a retinol user? Do you use vitamin C? Um, so your skincare plan and uh, when patients come to us for aesthetics, we always ask them, what is your skincare regimen? Because you can't treat your face like a flip-flop and expect it to look like a Louis Vuitton. It's a lot of flip-flop faces out there. See, now I see that's, you don't want that. You know, you got <laughs> no. to have a Gucci face. You can't have a yes. flip-flop. Plump, plump and collagen. Uh, yeah. They need to have that, right? So it's great because we talk about that a lot. You know, it's great. We, I'm promising you guys, we did not talk before this is whenever I kind of process it with my patients, I'm like, okay, look at your internal environment, your external environment, right? External, like you said, is the, the toxins, the pollutants, right? Um, or are they smoking, right? Which can kind of go internal and external, right? But a lot of the work we do uh, is that internal stuff, because I think that's the part people miss out on, right? And realize like, okay, if you're drinking a lot of alcohol or drinking or eating a lot of carbs or sugar, get this whole glycolation thing, right? And now your collagen just doesn't function as well, right? So it kind of makes it stiff and maladaptive and all that stuff. And Obviously, like nutrient deficiency, right? Because you can we'll talk more and more about that. Um, I think stress is a big one too, uh, and that's a hard one, man. I don't know about you know. It's hard because people say I'm stressed, and we'll get into mm -hmm. hair, and it's like, okay, you got to get a hold of that, right? And that's a hard one, right? Stress to me is like fatigue. It's like there's so many things, right? But it's like, what's the right thing? And then also, you know, sleep. You know, if you ain't sleeping, you're gonna be wrinkly. You know, unfortunately, that you need to you know kind of restore. Um, and then the hormone piece as well. I think a lot of that is postmenopausal is a great one as well. We'll get into like more peptides. We get older, we lose growth hormone, all these different factors come into place. Right. So it is a two-sided coin, right? It's never just, it's like, it's never one thing, 
It's never yeah. that one thing. Yeah. It's like looking at the whole picture, right? Totally. So- and, and and I think I think what we'll see too, Greg, is, and that's actually, I was just speaking at a conference this weekend. We will see aesthetic practices jumping on board with integrative medicine, looking at gut health, looking at how to optimize the internal stuff, because that's the same population. Those are the people they care about what's going on here. They need to be mm-hmm. carrying on what's going on in here. And I think we're going to see a big shift in the aesthetic world to be aesthetic and wellness. I kind of put this in our little talking points here. And I was like, I was thinking about it. I was like, oh my God, we can spend a lot of time on this. But I really, just because you're in this world and some people listening may not be familiar or just kind of think about it. What would you say? And I'm going to word this a little different, right? So what would you say in your practice would be your, and we're, we're going to get into peptides and all that would be your top three kind of aesthetic skincare treatments that you offer? Yeah, absolutely. So I would say the biggest thing that we do is polyolactic acid or PLLA. So this is Sculptra. So Sculptra is a biostimulator. It stimulates your own collagen and production. And why I think we use that so much is, is that we, we, we lose one to 3% of collagen every year after the age of 20, right? So when you think about that, we're constantly declining that. A lot of our patients, when they come to us, they want to look natural. They don't want to look overfilled. And what I like about Sculptra is, is that many people will, they look like their, their normal face. They just looked refreshed or they just looked volumized. As we get older, the facial fat pads we have in our face, they shrink and then they fall down. And when that happens, they pull the whole operation with it. So that gives life to tear troughs or tired eyes or saggy baggy eyes, right? It gives life to heavy nasolabial folds or what we call like um, the start of some jowling in the lower face. And then it just makes everything kind of sad and just kind of fall down. When we induce collagen, it kind of turns everything up and back. So I would say Sculptra and we, we do um, actually the most Sculptra in the entire state of Indiana, which is kind of interesting because we're not an aesthetics practice. We are an integrative medicine practice, but we believe in it so much and our patients love it. And we do it for Sculptra body. We do it for crepey arms. We do it for crepey abdomens. We do it for crepey kneecaps. We do um, the BBL with Sculptra. So we'll put it in the booty and get a big booty that way. Uh, we do it in hip dips. We do it all kinds of different areas. So I would say Sculptra is number one. I would say the second thing that we probably do the most of is um, a neurotoxin. So neurotoxins, there's five on the market. Botox, which is like the OG. Everybody knows what Botox is. There's Dysport, which that's the majority of what we use. And we use that. We use Botox too, but I like Dysport a little bit more because the molecule is a little bit smaller. So with the molecule being smaller, the onset is a little quicker. It's about three days versus Botox takes a little longer. Both awesome products. Um, and then there's a couple other ones like Xeomin, Juvo, and, and um, Daxify. But for the most part, we use Botox and Dysport. So I would say that is probably the second most common thing that we do. And then as far as, you know, on the skincare front, it just depends on the patient because every patient is different. If you've got melasma, you might use a different, like a little hydroquinone. If you have acne, we, we might use a, a compound topical spironolactone. If you've got, you know, just kind of old kind of crepey skin, we might use like retinol and vitamin C. So it- many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. 
To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. It just kind of depends on the Fitzpatrick of the patient um, or the skin type. And then what are the skin conditions and their goals and their budget um, kind of thing. But as far as injectables, Sculpture, hands down, followed by our neurotoxin and then a customized skincare program. Awesome. Awesome. Here's a little fun fact for you, Lexi. I actually got trained in Botox and <laughs> fillers and threads and all of that. Right. And uh, let me tell you something, man. You got to know yourself. You got to yeah. know yourself in this world, man. And I, I would, mm-hmm. you know, that wasn't my, it wasn't my jam. I don't think I was yeah. very good at it, man. I mean, I don't know. I may, I may have locked up a couple of eyebrows in my life. I might, <laughs> I might have gave somebody a rock or two. I don't know. Spock, you know, Spock brow. a little, little Spock brow, you know what I'm saying? Looking real surprised and, and unsettled. And, you know, I, I just, <laughs> yes. you know, very unsettled, <laughs> very, very upset. Surprise. And, and I just really realized like, you know what, uh, it's an art. You know, you're it people, you know, and I was like, you know what, this ain't my art. This is not my thing. You know, so I quickly yeah. after three, it took me about two months. I was like, yeah, I shouldn't be doing this. You, yeah, I shouldn't be. This is not the jam. Right. So I think it's a passion for it. It's just like anything else. Right. You're going to be good at what you love and what, you, you know, you got to have that enjoyment for it. And I realized yeah. I wasn't. So I know the language, but yeah, I won't be putting needles in anyone's face ever, ever again. I mean, I'll do like a TMJ thing. But so. That being said, you know, this is what let's get into some fun stuff here, because how I kind of thought about this with you is because we are in our clinic, you know, we are seeing really great results using peptides for skin and hair. Mm-hmm. Right. And there's a lot of options there. And I think it's kind of one of the underrated, if you will, kind of values and benefits mm-hmm. of peptides. Right. Because people think weight loss and muscle building. And but this part of it is amazing. Right. And peptides that you don't even think will do this for you are helping with that. I actually had a patient today was like, oh, my God, my skin. And I'm just like, wow, that's great because, you know, we're, we're doing peptides to help her, then help her with inflammation mm-hmm. and kind of some anti-aging. And she's seeing those benefits. So that being said, let's dive into some of the most amazing and influential. Oh, my God, I feel like I'm back at it. That's the most influential peptides for skin and hair. Right. So let's turn it over to you. What would you say your number one yeah. peptide is for skin health? Absolutely. So this, this is GHKCU copper. Now what's so cool about this peptide, and you know, this, it can be injectable. You can pair it with argyrelin and lufazil. You can pair it with BPC-157 and make it a burn cream. You can pair it with so many other little compounds and it like, it's all cell signaling. So it's like, oh, we're going to turn that cell on and this receptor on right now. So I would say I'd start off with a GHKCU um, and you can do that systemically as an injectable. As you know, I always tell patients that little KCU in there can sometimes, if you're injecting it, can kind of burn or leave like a little welt. So I always try to warn patients with that um, just so they're aware it's not going to hurt them, but it, it can happen. And an ice pack actually works really well. If you ice it before, inject it, and then ice it after, I find that that works really, really well. I like to utilize GHKCU topically into a serum, comboing it with lufazil and um, argyrelin. I, I find that that works really well. And what GHKCU does in particular, I don't think I said that, is that it helps by stimulating collagen, elastin, and fibroblasts. And so that is what basically kind of makes up the skin and the tissue. So if we think about PLLA or Sculptra, that stimulates collagen. We're just doing it in a different way. So GHK is, is a great option for something like that. I like to do it in a serum as well. And I really like to do it in like the neck and the decollete area because I feel like everyone walks around with an awesome, awesome like 
face looks great. And then I'm like, whoa, 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 what happened to your neck or your chest? And so I like comboing that together. And what we find is, is that the argyrellin and the lufazel, they help by blocking the SNAP8 complex. So SNAP8 is what helps block acetylcholine. Acetylcholine is what causes contraction. And so if we block the contraction, you raising your eyebrows or your frontalis or frowning your, your procerus muscle or squinting your abicus oculi muscle, it relaxes. So a really good test that we're actually working on here is we're trying to see if topical GHK with our adrenaline lufazel will maybe potentially extend the half-life of your neurotoxins. So I have a patient who's volunteered to do a split face study. So we'll see how that goes. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Um, now, a couple questions about the GHK copper. Well, before mm-hmm. that, I think another thing too, when I explain it to patients, that when the other, other benefits that actually increases that whole angiogenesis thing, right? So getting mm-hmm. more circulation mm-hmm. to the skin. So getting more oxygen and nutrients, which to skin cells is a big benefit of it too. Now, mm-hmm. something one of my patients brought up, and I know you mentioned neurotoxins and thinking about some of the benefits of GHK. Have you this kind of a random question here, just because I haven't looked it up yet. Yeah. Um, have you seen any practices or have you ever thought about actually injecting GHK, like almost like a Botox into right. the actual? Uh, I've been, I have actually been asked this question probably three or four times by all different providers. Mm-hmm. I've never injected it like, like a neurotoxin only because that copper burns mm-hmm. so bad. Yeah. And I, yeah, I just kind of worry about it. I've even tried to consider um, working with the pharmacy to see if we could buffer it, but I think it would change the properties of it. And so then it's like, well, then is it really that effective? Where I could see it could be very helpful is using it in conjunction, like as a serum um, mm-hmm. over the, you know, the frontalis, the glabella, the abacus oculi, the neck decollete area to um, help reduce the contractility. But I've never actually injected it as if it were a toxin or a tox. Yeah. No, nah, I wouldn't touch it. Too too painful. Yeah, it just yeah, it just burns. Yeah, and again, I think we use it a lot as in gel form. Uh, one, of, it's like I, I had a patient do it. I think we just didn't stick with it long enough. We actually use the JSK copper in a cream with with uh, as trial because I was mm-hmm. you know I was like oh this could be kind of you know yeah. fun just kind of getting that you know that glow so to speak right so kind of like mm-hmm. the hydration of the skin as well. Yeah. So it just but the thing is is JSK and I think sometimes this is where it goes down to like with peptides it's a it's a labor of patience and i think yes we, we get the instant gratification well slightly instant gratification right so if you do a neurotoxin then okay give me three to four days and bam right right you may it may take a couple months to start seeing the mm-hmm. benefits with, with jhk copper right so i think mm-hmm. that people and they start seeing it i'm gonna say like week three week four they're like oh they're starting to notice some things right but i think yeah. getting people in the mindset of this is patience and i think that one yeah. case where we did the jhk and the uh, trial we did a month she's like man i think looking back at like you got to give this to give it another month you kind of have to right because things just don't happen that fast at the cellular level right two peptides that you kind of mentioned and you kind of briefly touched on i don't think a lot of people are familiar with them because they're they're hardly ever given like by themselves the lufacil Mm -hmm. uh and aragelin i'm sorry i always mispronounce it origeline right Got it. I said okay. that right, right? It's not. I don't use it that. Often. I don't know. I I've heard it be called argyrellin or argy. I uh, know. I'm just Ar- saying argy originally. See now, I, now I got you saying it wrong. You know what? I should argyrellin is how uh, I've ever heard uh, argyrellin. I don't know. Let's call it argyrellin. Argyrellin. Like like Magellan, but argyrellin. I know. We just spent way too much time on that. So this peptide. So you mentioned it, kind of blocking SNAP8 and then kind mm-hmm. of um, kind of re- reducing that release of acetylcholine. Uh, so is that more so 
we think about Botox, just kind of reducing that contraction of the facial muscles or? Yeah. Yeah. So, so if we think about what neurotoxins do or Botox or um, botula, botulinum toxin A or B, it blocks acetylcholine, which blocks the contraction. So if we're blocking that using that, basically that SNAP-8, it should elicit the same results, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. And then Lufacil, same process with that one as well. That's also mm-hmm. kind of yeah, I've always mm-hmm. when I've read about them, I've always been heard like they were always like together, like they've never been mm-hmm. by themselves. Exactly. So yeah. I I don't know if it's just you can't have one without the other, and then they like work just they work together. Well, I think it's safer too because I think what are, you don't you know when it comes to you mentioned neurotrans uh, neurot- uh, sorry neurotoxins is the mm-hmm. fact that if you overdo it, you can kind of oh you know you basically lock that muscle up you you prevent it from contracting and this is where you get some of the sagging and the drooping and the, right. you can't contract the muscle right. at all and i think there's a safer avenue using these now i think are they botox absolutely not I'm using botox as no. a general general name they're not no. right so you're not going right. to apply these and be like okay my i'm frozen and slicker than a cat ass on my forehead right that ain't happening right right, right. but you know, in support of that and improving that for a, you know, kind of supporting it, I think that's where the benefit kind of comes in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I I think if you're a practitioner and you're bringing this on, I think you need to be very careful on what marketing words you use. Do not call it Botox-like cream because it is not. Allergan will come find you. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, if you might want to say like anti-wrinkle cream or something to that effect or, you know, skincare cream, I think that would be good. But do not call it Botox light cream. Okay. All right. I did a little Google searching because, you know, I don't want to, us walking away and they'd be like, damn, Lexi and, and Dr. Jones and Greg, they don't know how to say it. Argerelline. 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 I, I Argerelline. Argerelline. Yeah, let's go Argerelline. We got this. I can move on. Argerelline. Li- yeah. Argerelline. I can move on with my life now. Okay. Yeah. So uh, the next one. <laughs> I can't move on, man. I, you know, I'm stuck. Can't live my life out in these streets saying the peptide wrong name. Uh, so uh, the other thing we want to talk about, there's a peptide we use a lot and we think about it for fat loss and muscle building and sleep and all that. If you're in the peptide world, you probably know these peptides as GHRPs, aka CJC-1295, ipamorelin, abutamorin, tesmorelin. Am I missing one? I think mean, those are big four, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So one thing we do notice with our patients after they've been on these peptides for a couple months, they'll start saying, wow, my skin is looking better. I'm getting a little glow about myself. My mm-hmm. skin looks tighter, right? So how would you, when you explain this to patients, how would you explain how they're getting that benefit from these growth hormone releasing peptides? Yeah. So, you know, as we all get older, we are growth hormone declines naturally, right? And so growth hormone is extremely important for everything. Like every, every kind of process in our body, growth hormone is important. So as we get older and that declines, that also then triggers other cascade of reactions, loss of collagen and all those things. So by increasing your natural production of growth hormone, you will then in turn increase your natural production of collagen, which then improves the elasticity of your skin. So I, you know, I try to give patients the timeline, right? And I say around week four to week six is typically where I start to see like your skin's a little tighter, your neck's a little smoother, especially if they're losing weight, you know, they, they get the crepey skin. And so I love adding in, um, a growth hormone secreted God for that exact reason is because it kind of pulls things up. I've even had patients report that it does help with some, some like cellulite and like some dimpling with that too as well. So yeah, I, I, I would say it's because of the loss of growth hormone 
And as we kind of help to replace it, it also increases the natural collagen production, which can help with tissue repair and elasticity and all those things. Collagen, collagen, collagen. Collagen. Right? Name of the game. So here's a question for you, because I love these conversations, man. So inevitably, you're going to have someone say, hey, Dr. Jones, Alexa, you keep talking about collagen. I just happened to be at Sprouts the other day and I saw this collagen protein powder and I've been taking that and I'm not getting your peptides because I got some collagen protein powder, right? How would you respond to that? So there's different kinds of collagen. There's type one mm -hmm. collagen, there's type three collagen, and they, they all do different things in our body. And the way that I would describe it to a patient is I want to get this collagen right to the source. I don't want to have to go through first pass through the gut, let your body digest it. And really, if that if that shit's coming from Costco, who knows who knows the quality of it, right? Mm -hmm. So I would say, well, that might be really good for your gut health. It is really not going to get you the most optimal results topically, even with your joints, it's probably not going to be that much better. So while I'm not opposed to them utilizing it, even for a little extra protein and even their gut health, I do find that that people do notice the gut, but it's going right in there versus I want to get it more localized. So I'm going to, to induce collagen in the area, either with Sculptra or PLLA or PRP or microneedling or something like that. You think we've beat the skin? horse into the ground i think we have uh, yeah i mean I think i'm trying to think I, yeah i think that's i think that's really good you know one thing i will say is mm -hmm. we've also seen really good success with acne is topical kpb and i feel mm -hmm. that that actually is really really good i've had a couple cases of just because we're on skin yeah. of plaque psoriasis in the occipital area of the scalp and i know we're going to get to the hair mm -hmm. and this poor lady she's been all over tried all kinds of stuff and within one cycle which a cycle of kpb for us is about six weeks damn near gone she's like i don't even think i had psoriasis i'm like ma'am i you know you've done seen a derm i'm pretty sure that's what you had and so I think topical KPV for acne and I think injectable KPV for psoriasis is a, is a really good option. The other thing with um with the topical if if you know for a wound, a scar or a burn cuz I, I think I was telling you I'm presenting on that, that combo BPC TB4GHK injected into the scar is amazing and part of that it helps with the pigmentation, helps accelerating the fibroblast production and it accelerates wound healing. So I feel like yes, we're all beautiful but we've got some other things to achieve, scars, um psoriasis, acne, all of those are really good peptide options as well. My good friends out there is what you call a little foreshadowing because in part two of our podcast, <laughs> we are going to talk about acne and scars and all that. And I'm going to talk about KPV and how we've actually injected it directly into uh, painful cystic acne and watch that lesion like shrink. It is awesome watching that happen, right? So uh, I said I don't inject people's face, but you got cystic acne. Well, I'm, I'm putting the needle in that. You can't be walking around here like that, like a little unicorn, there's a little bump my forehead. Can't have that. So that being said, let's transition here. Let's talk about hair, right? Because hair. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Is uh, so important for a lot of people because, again, we it's, you, you know, it's part of our identity. And especially when you've had it your entire life. And then it's just like you look up one day and now your hair is falling out mm -hmm. or it's getting thinner. 
And it's frustrating because obviously a lot of times people just don't know why. So that being said, what would you say uh, are some of your top root causes for hair loss? Okay. So we've got thyroid deficiency, hypothyroidism. Sometimes when we go to correct the thyroid and we've revved up that T3, sometimes they can have like a transient little hair loss. Mm. Um, Hormones. So sometimes the testosterone will convert into DHT and that can cause it low iron, low ferritin, low Mm. zinc, stress, cortisol dysregulation, dysbiosis. There, I mean, there's there's so much that can cause the hair. Oh, uh, post post viral infection, post anesthesia is another big one. So, oh, you, you caught my attention with something because a lot of people don't. You mentioned dysbiosis. A lot of people don't think about gut health and hair. Let's uh, dive into that a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. So we do we do a fair a fair amount of gut testing. We utilize something called the GI MAP test, which checks for the four pillars of the gut, which are infection, inflammation, insufficiency, and imbalance. And so, so much of transport, absorption, all that is happening in the in the gut and the microbiome. And so, a lot of times, we'll see once we've started correcting that, we start to notice that their hair is coming back in, or or not only that, they're absorb if they have an insufficiency dysbiosis, so they're maybe like lacking certain digestive enzymes. They may not be absorbing certain things. And so um, once we get it working again, they their iron comes up because they're actually absorbing some of their nutrients. I think one of the things we look at too is how they're losing hair, like the the pattern, right? Mm-hmm. And so when I think about the hormonal and, and we think about hormonal or the androgenic alopecia, we're thinking about that whole, ma- it's, it's a lot of that male pattern, you know, baldness, right? right? So like that receding hairline, thinning on the crown, getting, I call it the, you know, the bald eagle's nest where you got the ball at the top and the hair is around the side. And I think, uh, if I'm not correct, I believe with a lot of females when they get it, it's more the hairline is preserved, but the mm-hmm. hair like kind of thins overall, mm-hmm. right? So kind of yeah. see where they got that. You can see, you can actually see right. the hair thinning. Telogen effluvium, I think is what they call it. Telogen effluvium versus androgenic mm-hmm. alopecia is you're usually going to see like the the widow's peak and the corners and then the crown. Yeah. And I think they get the the shedding, a lot of shedding, like in yes. the shower and combing is just falling out. And it's just like, yes. and then you say, how's your stress? It's through the roof, you know, or, you know, like you said, or they may have just gotten through like a viral infection or lost a bunch of weight all of a sudden. Right. And this is kind of right. where, I mean, again, man, we go on and on about a lot of these other peptides. I think when people right. are on like the GLP ones where they just, they're so aggressive and they're losing weight so fast they'll start noticing some hair thinning, right? So it's like, Absolutely. Oh, you know, maybe kind of make it gradual. Um, autoimmune as well. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of autoimmune conditions kind of lead to that. And then um, something that, you know, people like myself, they're pulling their hair back. They're getting that traction. Traction alopecia. alopecia. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Which we, uh, we actually see a fair amount of that. You know, so many of us mm-hmm. women have hair extensions. And so, yes, we, we do see that too, especially if you have extensions and you're pulling it upright going against the follicle growth, mm-hmm. you can get traction alopecia that way too. Okay. And I bring this up, like seeing for the listeners too, is because, and you know, with your functional medicine background, what you guys do are doing in practice is because, and just like with skin is we got to know what the root cause is, right? Because I can throw peptides at you and like you can inject the person and all that. But if we don't get to the root cause, how you're not really, you know, it's just, it's going to be temporary, right? Or you're just not right. going to get there or your treatments may not be as beneficial. So I can't mm-hmm. just say, let me address your hair loss when it's like, okay, your free T3 is 1.8. GHK ain't going to fix that. Right. You know, or, you know, like I said, or their stress is excessive or they're mm-hmm. like, wow, you have no iron at, in your body. Like we got to mm-hmm. fix that. Right. And I think that's the key to knowing what those root causes are. That being said, let's talk about some of your top peptides for hair growth. Yeah. So I really like 
like utilizing a procedure that we use in the office. So we do a, we'll start with a ring block, we block them, and then we will inject either a combination of PRP or growth factors. And then we will do injectable BPC-157, GHKCU, and then thymusin beta-4. The BPC will help with reducing inflammation. It'll help with tissue regeneration. The TB4 also increases angiogenesis. So you're increasing that blood flow to the area. And one thing I'm not sure if we covered, I don't think we did yet, but GHKCU, what I love about GHKCU is it actually keeps the follicle in the antigen phase. So we've got the antigen phase, which is the growth phase, the catagen, which is where it falls out. And then the telogen, which is kind of like the holding pattern kind of. And so, especially if I have a patient and they come to me from a derm office on um, finaster, ride. I'm like, oh, okay. Cause what happens is when you stop that, they can have a rebound hair loss. And mm -hmm. so I actually will put them on GHK to kind of transition them and wean them off of the finasteride. And so that way I can keep them in that growth phase while I'm bringing them off the finasteride. I find that works really, really well. And then when I send them home, if they have androgenic alopecia, I will use PTDDM B, maybe I think is the initials with Valporate, mm -hmm. send them home with that, like an oil for that. But also one of my favorites is the zinc thomulin GHK MCU. Um, and that is like a, a little spray that they put in their hair. And I find that that works really, really well as like their homework outside of here. Yeah. So I usually do a series of um, usually two to three treatments, just depending on the patient. I usually do it about every eight weeks. And then I take pictures along the way and it's awesome. It works so, yeah. so well. Yeah, it does. It does. That's kind of what we started doing here is uh, it's been a minute since we've done it, but it's like I, the optimal protocol is I'll actually have them do the GHK copper and potentially depending on the situation, the BPC and thymus and beta four for at least a month before I do their PRP. Cause I'm kind of setting the stage, right? Cause mm -hmm. I think another one of those sneaky, sneaky causes of hair loss and difficulty mm -hmm. growing hair is inflammation, right? Inflammation around those hair follicles, right? So starting to address the inflammation, this goes to that root cause stuff, right? Like, all right, look, man, like you got to fix your diet. You just have to, mm -hmm. right? You you have to. And then you kind of, or you got to, you got to actually sleep, right? Because you're, you know, you're stressing, you're not sleeping and I got inflammation, right? So I think that's a big part of it. And also on the the back end of it as well. Uh, and I'm glad you brought up the ring block thing, because again, we, we talked about in the skin section that copper stings, right? Mm -hmm. So now if I try to inject it in the scalp, I think you have to be aware of that. I didn't know that at first I tried to do it in the scalp. Not so fun. You live, you learn. You live. I know that's, that's how we learn. Exactly. It's like, Oh, Oh shit. That, that kind of hurt. Okay. Good like it, it's supposed to hurt. I'm just kidding. Yeah. So no, you know, and you just really, you, you start looking at those different factors here. So you got your GHK copper, you got your thymus and beta four. Uh, you mentioned BPC one five seven, which is a really cool one. Cause we think about healing and BPC, not so much the hair. Right. Mm -hmm. And then I think you mentioned the zinc thymulin, which is great. This one, I, I, I kind of been looking how that one works a little bit more in the hair side. Cause I always think about thymulin and, and the immune system mm -hmm. and zinc has so many functions in the mm -hmm. body. You know, I think because bringing the zinc and I think thymulin, uh, have you seen so, anywhere so, the mechanism? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah so from my understanding, zinc will help also kind of strengthen the follicle. And then the thymulin, I think it's just supporting the immune system um, kind of more, more, more locally. For people in your experience, uh, people that are using peptides for hair growth, what's, when do they usually start seeing the change or some improvement? Yeah. So usually if we think about the life cycle of a hair, of a follicle, usually about six weeks, six, eight weeks. So usually about six weeks. And then I bring them back in. And if you're a practitioner and you're getting ready to do this, one of the most important things you will do in aesthetics and hair growth is take pictures. You have to take pictures because no offense to the guys, but they're like oblivious and they can't see what's happening in the back. 
So they're like, I don't know if it did anything. And then I take the pictures and I'm like, yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's go ahead and get you numb and get you ready for your second treatment because they will. So usually it's about eight weeks um, is is where you'll really get to see it. But, um, but yeah, usually six to eight weeks. I think the other thing we, I love to talk about with people is like when it comes to hair, this ongoing, because Mm -hmm. if you are losing hair, especially if it's hormonal or genetic, you got to keep this going. It's like, oh, I have this hair. Then you stop. And eventually once that hair, it's like a life, the life cycle of a hair, right? It grows, gets long, comes out. Right. And if you don't have the stimulus to grow more new hair, Mm -hmm. you might find yourself back getting injected or back where you started. Right. So it's root cause and understanding that hair loss is a battle and it's ongoing. So I just tell people don't, don't give up. And I think that's the thing when you mentioned, like with the finasteride, I think also with the minoxidil or the Rogaine stuff is like, you do know when you stop that, is gone. It's gone quick. Right. Yeah. I think with the peptides, I believe there's a little bit more leeway. Like you got some more time mm-hmm. um, with that. So I don't foresee it just stopping that. So I think people need to know it's commitment. Let's close it out again. For those who don't know, this is Lexi, you a wonderful and amazing nurse practitioner. You're in Indianapolis, Indiana, right? So we're actually in Noblesville, which is like a, okay. it's like a suburb of Indy. Yep. Okay. Yeah. In Indianapolis. Uh, and how can people find you? Yeah. So, um, I'm on Instagram at, uh, you direct health underscore aesthetics and it's you spelled Y O O my husband's Korean. Um, and then our website is www.udirecthealth.com for patients. If you are interested in training, which we do have a training Academy, um, virtually, which is nice. And you get an onsite shadow day with that. That is www.ydhacademy.com. Um, I also have a podcast, the better you project optimizing health hormones and aesthetics on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, all things. I've never been on your podcast. Sorry, did I say that into the microphone? Listen, I just told you at SSRP. (laughs) Listen, I've been training nurse practitioners for nine months. And I I listen, I was like, get a practice manager, then we'll have a conversation. I know it's a party. Now I know it's a party and I didn't get invited. Only kidding. Only kidding. I will be there soon. I will come. I will, will. Visit, I will visit my family in Chicago and motor down to Indianapolis or that suburb and hang out and do your podcast. And Absolutely. Hang out Absolutely. With, hang out with you and Linda and have some fun. Oh, my gosh. That'd be too much fun. It, it would be. So, all right, everyone, we uh, thank you for listening and tuning in. Uh, we are uh, not done with Lexi. You will see her in part two. We're going to talk acne. We're going to talk wound healing. We're going to talk PRP. We're going to talk ozone. We're going to talk about all the other great benefits these peptides can do in your healing process and your longevity uh, plan and program. So until then, until we see you again, I want to thank you for listening and we will see you soon.